Okay, everybody. Well, welcome to the WBRX Wake Up Call, 8.30 a.m. And, you know, it's a, it's an awesome week. We've got so many great things going on inside the company, and I've got some um, exciting news and announcements. So we'll, I mean, not, not over the top, but I, I think pretty good stuff. So we'll talk about that as we get into it. And um, I know that we've got, you know, we've got our event coming up, and, I, you know, I, I've gotten the word that for whatever reason, uh, you know, the event is not up on the website, so that will be handled as quickly as it can get handled, okay? We, you know, I know that um, they're, in the work, they're in the process of putting that together now. I, it was, frankly, something that really should have happened, you know, a little, a little bit ago, <laughs> but we're, we'll get it taken care of. So appreciate your patience. Give us a little bit. I think by, by sometime uh, here in the a.m. it will be up, and you'll be able to go there and purchase your your tickets, uh, you know, as you normally do for the event on Tuesday evening. So we're excited about that. We've got some really good people coming. Uh, you know, uh, I think that some of our doctors are actually bringing some other medical doctors, so it'll be a little bit of a cross mix. Should be uh, fun to, you know, start getting into some of the information in a little bit more detail as to how it works with various types of healthcare providers as a whole in terms of our business model, and, and we can. Of course, talk about you know the the different measures of the opportunity uh, in a fashion that I think is going to be very productive for a lot of the business people that are coming. So excited to cover uh, the business component of that and, and get more into detail. Um, you know, many of you probably know that you know we've got you know not just obviously the event that we're taking that we have taking place uh, here uh, on Tuesday, but there is a a Don Huffins event. Uh, for governor, we, we do a lot of things in coordination with BizPAC. A lot of you are participating in BizPAC, which we think is great, but that event will be on Thursday. And uh, many of you have taken advantage of, you know, as you go to these events, uh, you see the opportunity to kind of start, you know, navigating some of the people in those events to our schedule or to a conference call, a three-way call. I know Olga has been really very effective at that. And some of the others that are starting to kind of get the concept, so want to really encourage that. I mean, it's a, it really is a good cross section of people. It's a, it's I, I, I personally like the candidate, but that's up to you to decide. I mean, we all have to make our own decisions when it comes to politics, right? And and it's a, it, it certainly is an opportunity to get more familiarized with some of the things that are going on within the uh, local state government. There's always good educational information there, and I think it's important that we take it upon ourselves to become a bit more educated and more aware of some of the things that are taking place in our communities. So that's where it always begins, right? So I, I would strongly recommend that. And then uh, obviously, guys, you know, you know, we're here we are, you know, today is um, November the 8th. And we, uh, you know, as, you, as we announced on the call, okay, we're going to go ahead and extend the volume month until tomorrow, okay? Uh, and, you know, we obviously have an event tomorrow. So any orders that come through before midnight tomorrow night, okay, will fall within the volume month of October, everything, okay? Whether it's a – it doesn't make any difference whether it's a retail order, a preferred customer, or somebody getting involved in the business. Either way, all of that volume will be accrued, okay, into the volume month of October. Now, <clears throat> a quick announcement, okay, so we, you know, we have some – we have some people – that have kind of come to us in the field, okay? Some of you on the call, some of you not, okay? And they've said, hey, we, we have, uh, you know, commitments in place, and what is it, 
what do you mean by the volume month? I said, well, every order that's in the system and paid for is part of the volume month of October. Well, we have a lot of great things going on, and we want to give these people an opportunity to take advantage of the, you know, the volume, I mean, the rank values as they are before they increase. So, uh, so here's what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to allow the volume increases, okay, as the volume for ranks to maintain as they are until Monday, November the 15th. <clears throat> Everything after that, the volumes are going to go up. In fact, we're going to get it in the software so it's already going to click over, okay? As of, um, so the deadline for the volume rank increases will be Monday the 15th. That's it. Can't go anymore. But the, in terms of the volume month, that's going to end tomorrow. So be aware, if you have something going on, some of you do, and it does, you, it's not, the order's not taken care of in terms of, uh, you know, money's in or order's placed in one way or another, okay, with us, then, then that volume will go into the volume month of November after Tuesday. We'll allow that volume to work within the volume requirements on the rankings until Monday. So those are two separate things. So understand that if you happen to have people and they're trying to get into the volume and have their rank advanced, we have, I know that just as an example, uh, Olga had a gal that, you know, came in for executive, okay? That got her underneath everything. What we're going to do for you and for her is allow those volumes to accrue to the same rank in the same, you know, as, as the ranks exist now, but after the 15th, that will change. But the volume month, so if you have someone that gets involved after Tuesday, then that's going to go into the volume month of November, regardless, okay? But we will still allow for that period of time, for I think it's seven days from where we are today, we'll still honor the rank volume requirements until that day, okay? So just want to make that announcement. Hopefully everybody understands it clearly. I will have it out on the email today. Okay, so, you know, it will be out there, and everyone will have that clarity. What I want to talk to you guys about this morning is that, you know, we, we've got a, a lot of good things going on in a short period of time. And, I, and I, when people ask me, you know, hey, you know, tell me a little bit about the company. Tell me about the people. I always tell them, listen, we've been very fortunate uh, to have attracted a good group of business professionals that are really driving the company in terms of uh, network development. And some of these people could be doing a lot of other things, but they, they like me, you know, believe in, in, in the fact that there's going to be a sharp, where we are today is great in terms of the exposure of CBD or, and or products that assist the endocannabinoid system. Um, we're, we all believe without a doubt that this is going to have a sharp increase from where we're at. We, we know that we've already experienced it in the time that we've been in, in business we went from, you know, a couple hundred million in terms of industry growth. Now, uh, this year, the projection is over 10 billion as an industry, okay? So we have been able to ride that wave. We believe that that wave is going to continue to increase in terms of products that are coming out to, you know, to nourish the endocannabinoid system. Many of them are in the way of, of, of what we call hemp 
and then CBD, there is a distinguishing difference. Okay, hemp is, is a product that just comes from the hemp plant, and CBD can have an extract from, you know, a combination thereof. But it is a full-spectrum hemp, and we've been looking into this. And we've had several of the, uh, of the suppliers that are lab first, and then after lab, they, they are, um, you know, they're, they're a, a production facility, and we've got some fantastic, you know, advances that have been made in terms of potency and quality that we're excited about. So, you know, we're looking very carefully at the product mix that we have today. I've been kind of sampling some of you here and there, um, to give you an idea of some of the stuff that we're, we're looking at. We're, we're looking at a sports bomb that comes on a roll-on so that it doesn't, uh, you don't have the issue of liquefying. So we're looking at adding that. We're also looking at some other things. We're looking at some, uh, in addition to improving the balance that we have, which, by the way, uh, should be available a little sooner than I thought, uh, the production, the lab has just let us know that they're going through COAs now, which means that it's very likely that within the next several weeks, okay, that balance, that new balance is going to be available. Now, understand, you know, we have people out there that have inventory of our existing balance, and, and we think, you know, that's a phenomenal product. But if we have the opportunity to bring on, um, you know, a, a balance that uh, provides you with an increase of potency, but we are able to lower the price, then we're certainly going to take advantage of that, okay? So uh, that has some, you know, something you should be on the look for. But there are some things out there. We've been trying some of these, um, you know, some, some of the product out there from suppliers that is, um, you know, potent, and it's derived only from hemp, but the potency and the effectiveness that we've been experiencing in trying it is, Remarkable. I mean, and so I, and, and I've gone through, and they, they, they use some of the extraction that is now being used is not, is, is in addition to CO2, it's hard pressed, where they're actually hard pressing it without any sort of um, solvent, just hard press. They extract it with pure hard press and they get the oil from the actual hemp plant, and the potency and the effectiveness is, is over the top. So, those are some of the things that, that we are, our scientific advisory board, our medical doctors that are involved, they're looking at it very closely, and we're looking at it, we're getting samples, we're seeing responses, and so far that looks pretty strong. So that is, and that is actually a liquid that comes in a capsule, and I gotta tell you, it, you know, you, it's, it's strong, it's like 50 milligrams per capsule. You take two capsules, that's 100 milligrams, and let me just tell you, it is remarkable. So. That's just some of the stuff we're looking at. We have to vet it carefully. We have to make sure that you know there's nothing that uh, that would not meet the standard, the OSHA uh, standards, and and work within the CO2, um, and also be be part of our certificate analysis. That's all got to be verified. Otherwise, it's just an idea, <laughs> just something that we're talking about. So all that's going on, and then of course as we kind of move to the conclusion of uh, you know this quarter, which is really you know, we're talking about now, you know, 2021, we're going to have some exciting new opportunities to start generating even more income in addition to the standardization that we have within our compensation plan on these production bonuses. Like I was talking to Olga, I said, you know, Olga said, you know, hey, just wanted to, you know, understand a little bit more about the production bonus. I said, Olga, do I have to qualify? I said, no, no, you've already qualified. Once you have done 
personal group volume, automatically that's going to kick off a production bonus in your third company. If she has three companies. Well, she's getting a production bonus automatically. She doesn't have to qualify. That, that already qualifies her third company. So that production bonus, again, she, her question was, Barry, does that production bonus roll up to the next person that does qualify? No, that is your qualifier. Now, to your second and your first company, you're not going to earn any residuals. Those are the only time that the, so the qualification of your businesses of having five active customers is what provides you with residual income. Now that's what the you know the FTC looks at very carefully. I don't know if you many of you know this, but over 1,200 companies, as I understand it from Aaron, received a sharp received the, the, a, a warning. Okay, many of these companies have been out there for a long time. Fortunately. <clears throat> Wellness Biosciences Rx was not one of those companies. One of the reasons why we're not one of those companies is that we have mandated a five-customer qualification rule, which simply means that you can't even qualify to earn your residuals unless you have five active customers. Well, once they saw that, I think, I, you know, I believe, you know, as I understand it, that kind of just was the wave past us, and then they focused in on other companies that were not so customer-centric, Right. And one of the things that we have been able to do in the development of our business model is to make sure that we've mandated good customer-centric activity. So, so the, the qualification for residuals is only uh, – that's the only thing that, that's based – I mean, your, your qualification of having five customers only is, uh, uh, you know, an indicator with respect to your residual income. That's money that you earn based upon activity that went on in your organization – whether it be through customers, whether they're preferred, they're retail, okay, or, um, you know, or, or people, you know, actually starting their companies, then that's going to pay off a, a residual income if your companies are qualified. If they're not qualified, no harm, no foul, then that money just rolls up to the next person that is qualified with the five customer rule. So, you know, our, our, um, our focus is to provide a program that gives you guys an active opportunity to have people come to your, you know, your website, your affiliate link, your shopping cart, and buy from you. And I would tell you, just as a, and I, this is just me speaking, you know, think of yourself as a person who owns your e-commerce store. Many of you have started to do some very productive things like put a QR code on your card that you can hand to someone so that, you know, you can just say to them, listen, you know, there's a number of, th there's a number of ways of doing it. We, we believe in giving out free samples, but you can say, listen, here's a sample. What I'd like to do is just have you go directly to my, to my website. You purchase the product, and it'll be shipped directly to you. And you'll receive an email uh, to that effect once, you know, once we have your information plugged in as a customer, and you can know exactly when that product is going to be shipped to you. So, so these are things that I would really recommend that you do habitually, just like you in any e-commerce store that you would own. Any e-commerce store that you would own, you, any time that you had products through an e-commerce store, you do the same exact thing. And, and that's the habit that you want to get into because as you're bringing people to your store to purchase, you'll find that many of them will start you know, understanding more about the philosophies of our product, more about, you know, why uh, it's physician-referred. They experience it. They know that it works. So the key is being focused on the experience of the product. Okay, it can be done through a sample. 
Some of you have elected to, you know, put samples out there. Uh, maybe, you know, you're breaking up the sample kit. We're looking at having some SKUs that can give you um, a minimum amount. We can't do it onesies and twosies, but we, we, we're going to look at the number that would make sense. But you can have different parts of that sample kit. For example, the bomb, okay? You can have those in small cylinders, and, and, and what, maybe we do 10 at a time. We, we haven't determined exactly what that would be. Or the balance. That, that week supply, you might be able to you know, buy, let's say, a minimum of 10 of those week supplies. Or, or the sleep or the energy. So, so there's different ways. And we're also looking at, um, at other deliveries and packaging for the actual sample kits. We, we want to you know, kind of look around and see what we may be able to do to advance those sample kits so that they may have a bit of a larger supply, right? And maybe if there's one or two or three items that have the most impact, perhaps the bomb, right? Perhaps, uh, you know, maybe the sleep or maybe the, um, you know, or, or maybe even the balance, you know, so that, so that there's a smaller bottle, maybe larger supply, maybe not just a week supply, perhaps a two-week supply. So we're looking at all these different things as we conclude 2021 because here's one thing that we know. We want to have all of that in place when we begin our campaign in 2022 because we're going to be looking at how we're going to be opening up new markets. We're going to be expanding and doing some things that allow people to not just, you know, sit down in their local market and, and go out and talk to people as they can, but we're going to give you an opportunity as we see that there's, you know, new people with interest through you. Some of you have not even really explored the idea of talking to people in other markets because you don't think it's as effective to bring them through a remote plan and then go see them personally because, you know, and I understand it, you know, you don't want to, have to commit to building that market, you know, if you're going to have to go in there four or five times, you know, and maybe the, the cost of what's required to do that, we're going to be assisting the people on the executive board to go in. Uh, they can present the information, meet one-on-one, -on -one, share some of those free, share some of the samples, give some good direction. After we've had some conference calls and, 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 a, and they've seen and been exposed to uh, the product, after they've had some samples, after they've been exposed to a, a Zoom call, and we believe they're a good candidate in a new market, and we can justify it, then we'll, you know, get you on a plane, you know, uh, get you wherever you need to go so that you can go meet these people personally, because one of the things that we want to do in 2022 is have a focused effort for all of you to develop somewhere between five to ten new markets, those of you on the executive board. Now, if you take a look at that, you say, well, what is that going to mean for the company? Well, let's say that we have, I think we have about eight uh, people on our executive board. And so if you've got eight people on the executive board and they all expand market share, and some of it will cross over, okay, we understand that. So you're going to have some people that, you know, may have each of them, maybe two different people on the executive board have someone, for example, uh, you, you know, in uh, San Antonio, or someone that maybe has somebody maybe in Colorado, or maybe you both have someone in the same city potentially out in Florida. It, it, there's a lot of different what-ifs, right? So one of the executive board members that, that you know, can carry, you know, basically go out, sit down, open your laptop, just as Olga was doing with the scout that just started as a, an executive, I was so proud of her because, I said, you know, I mean, she just basically – 
you know, got up in the office, went into the lounge and sat down and walked her through it. I said hello at the very end. I mean, I, you know, it was really great because the woman just ended up coming on as an executive. And, and what I said, I, I was talking with Olga, I said, well, what did you learn through that? And she said, well, Barry, I, I learned I just have to talk to more of my people. I, I said, well, when did she learn about the business? She said, Barry, I, I've known her for a long time, but I never mentioned anything about the business to her until about a week ago. Until about a week ago. So, you know, you guys can have your conversation with her and, you know, check in with her, and, and she can do a much better job of sharing the story. But I think the moral of the story, at least from what I can tell, is sometimes you just, you, you, you can, we all can have a tendency, right, to pre-qualify and, and determine whether we believe somebody would do something or not do it. And if we're doing that, we're kind of picking and choosing and trying to figure out who would be a good candidate rather than just exposing everyone that we possibly know to something that we're excited about and, and having, you know, some urgency in a campaign that's how you make this work. That's why when we put the price increase, we really thought that that would be a motivating factor that many of you would probably leverage a little bit more on. And I know some of you have done a great job, but let's just face it, you know, there's probably some folks out there by sheer value of the excitement that you have about the business, what you're doing. And, and you know, whenever you're meeting with somebody, I would just encourage you to know this. Listen, people are going to, in the meeting that they have with you, they're going to be looking at the smallest of details, no different than when you sit down with someone who's trying to share something with you. But here's a little bit of a difference. We're not sharing just a product. We're sharing an opportunity that's attached to that product. And when you're sitting down with brand new people, it's very important that you have a certain amount of strength in your conviction and your belief of what you're doing. Now, I can tell you that I've always been able to see the effectiveness of people based upon the strength of their conviction and their belief. That's really the barometer that tells me how successful someone's going to be at actually getting business accomplished. If there's hesitancy or if there's doubt, I mean, they're looking for a chink in your armor. Believe me, when it comes to getting involved in a business that has an opportunity attached to it, because that becomes more not just about you or the product, it factually becomes more about them. And if people have hesitancy about getting involved in a business and they love the product and they love the, uh, the environment, they love to come to your meetings and drink your wine and eat your groceries, but they have hesitancy about the business, what they may have hesitancy in is themselves. You know, I had a guy was telling me the other day, I was, you know, sharp guy, you know, looking at getting involved, doing some big things. And he said, well, I, you know, he kept making it about a prospect that he was trying to bring on to get his team going. And, and, and I just, you know, I finally said to the person who was his sponsor, I said, let me ask. I said, for me, I always like to talk to the decision maker. And if the decision maker is not that gentleman, it's a girl that he's trying to put on his team to make sure that he's got something working to begin with, then I should be talking to her. Since he's not the decision maker, she's the one that's going to determine whether his order goes or not. And I would tell you that's a little bit iffy. That's probably not the strongest level of leadership that you're going to look for. I understand we still want to get the business accomplished. I'm all about that. But just understand the mechanisms of what people are saying and what they're doing, right? That's, you always have to pay attention to that. And that has nothing to do with you guys. It has nothing to do with me. 
It has to do with how people approach the decision-making that they make when they get involved in any business. I got a couple of books that I would just uh, you know, really recommend. Uh, there's a book called uh, Principle-Centered Leadership by Stephen Covey. <clears throat> I can tell you that you know, he's written some phenomenal uh, – he's got some phenomenal stuff that he's put out there. And you know, obviously, the, the most uh, recognized is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People – that was a great book. When I first read it, I was like, that was, that was really very practical, very directed, and very specific as to the things and the qualities that you have to work on in, in, your, in, in your interperson to become more effective. You know, and there's, there's a lot to be learned in that. But the other book, Principle-Centered Leadership, is a phenomenal read. And I recommend it to all of you because sometimes what we, we can fall into, we can fall into that crazy trap of making decisions about how we lead based upon feelings, emotions, and circumstances rather than principles that guide you as you go. And, and I can just say one of the principles that you've heard me talk about in our business is I don't want to do anything for one person or one brand partner, no matter how successful they are. They could be earning a million dollars a year, I just don't want to do anything for that person I, didn't, I would not do for everybody else. You know, I don't want to have to apologize for making a decision to be, you know, to, to, to offer, uh, you know, maybe an extension or time or whatever it is because it's, it's really not fair to everybody else. And, and I wouldn't want to be treated that way. I wouldn't want to be treated on the basis of how much business I'm doing. I would want to at least know that I'm treated no differently than someone else. And, and that's a very big and a very important principle, uh, you know, to, to, to be guided by. Now, there have there been instances and times where I've wanted to make an exception. A gentleman was just talking to me the other day about, hey, you know, when the company is at its place in growth where we can, you know, draw a hard line in the sand, uh, th then we'll be able to do that. Well, here's my thing. Unless I draw a hard line in the sand – and make it something that's for everybody, then the company will never get into that position. So, you know, it, it's, it's the chicken and the egg thing, right? Well, I, I just believe that people really do want to be involved and get around a group of people that are principle-centered leaders, not just leadership that's based upon whimsical emotions and ideas of the moment and who can get themselves positioned with the right person, you know, win friends and influence people and become buddy-buddy. That's, that, to me, is not a fair way to build the business. It's not the right way to build the business because you find yourself, think about it. If you're doing something for one person in your group that you wouldn't be willing to do for another person, what does that say? Is it, is it based upon personality? Is it based upon emotions? Is it Because no one's ever going to be all things to all people. And you're always going to have people that you're going to have to be able to work with that you may not want to hang out with. You know, some people, it's, you know, there's an old saying, there's some people you can spend a day with but not a week, right? Some of them are close to us, even our family members. You can spend a day with them. You can see them on holidays, but you're not going to spend a week with them because the personalities don't mesh. You don't have that mesh in common. You know, you may have friends that you know that, that you can hang out with and have dinner with, that, that may be closer to you than some of your family members because, you know, that there's just dynamics. There's people. But when it comes to business, you have to be able to be flexible in your thinking and see from a paradigm that's not just on the basis of what you thought you've known or you know right now, 
because that person has a whole different way of seeing the world. So the principal leader, the principal centered leadership concept is understand there's driving factors behind all of us. We all operate, you know, not just, you know, if you take a, if you take a, a drawing, you draw a big circle and, and in that circle you cut it in half and you look at the upper half and you say, well, that's your conscious mind. And then below that other halfway mark is your subconscious mind. And your conscious mind is where you're, you're actively making decisions consistent. That's your thinking. That's what determines, in most cases, what people are, are, are doing on a daily basis. But there's this other very <clears throat> important factor that, that contributes to our behavior and our habits and the way we operate our lives, and that's the subconscious mind. Bob Proctor does a phenomenal job. If you listen to Bob Proctor and some of his teachings, he's one of the very best because what happens in your subconscious mind, that is directly connected to the things that you're, that you're allowing in, the things that you're looking at, the things that you're listening to, and, and the things that you're thinking about, which, by the way, you have control over. Well, I have control over the things I allow my mind to dwell on. If I sit around and dwell on all of the challenges and the problems and the, you know, I mean, we, do we have to think about our challenges and our problems? Yes, but do we have to dwell on it? No, I, I choose to dwell on the solutions. I choose to dwell on, the, you know, things I'm grateful for. I choose to dwell on the excitement of what's going on around me because that's the only way that you have real solid solutions and answers. And here's what happens when you allow that to soak into your subconscious. You become a magnet for other people that are looking for that type of answer. They're looking for the things that you're dwelling on. They're looking for the, the directions. If you dwell on those things, you'd be amazed at how people start coming out of the woodworks looking for someone like you to give them a good, honest direction. So this business, guys, is certainly about our product. It's certainly about our comp plan. But let me tell you what it's really about. It's about you. Are you an attractive person that's going to have people wanting to engage and get involved in business with you? Because if you are, I promise you, it's far, I mean, that's 80% of the game, if not more. It has to do with how people listen and look at you and, and how they perceive you. And then whatever it is that you're offering them becomes an automatic, and not, I shouldn't say automatic, I'm just saying they're going to first buy you. You're the first thing they're going to buy. Now, not everybody likes this. As you share this with people, they're thinking, well, wait a minute, you know, what about the product I'm offering? What about this one? Hey, I, whenever there's an opportunity that becomes attached to that product, what someone is thinking, and they won't always say this, okay, is what, what they're thinking is, will this person help me? Uh, do they have the capacity? I know I want to be involved, and they seem like the right person to be involved with, but if I do get involved with them, do I think that my, my opportunity for success is, is better than if I were to just be out there doing it on my own? Now, you're going to have strong people, I promise you, that will make a decision to get involved, and all they're going to ask you to do is to get out of their way. Now, in many cases, they're probably someone who you have not yet identified. I'm going to promise you this. The big money earners in our company are just not here yet. When I say, you say, well, what about me? Well, you become a big money earner because you have those people that get involved in your organizations, right? 
you know, if you're sitting in this organization today, there will be thousands more that will come. I promise you there will be. And, and, and this is based upon my belief system because I've seen it happen over and over and over, not just with the company that I built, also out there in the consulting side of the business, helping companies go from, you know, 50 million to 100 million by just, just some modifications, some slight nuances, some adjustments within the culture, just modifying the way that people see the comp plan, understanding a little bit more of the benefits associated with the product, those types of things, right? So we all understand that stuff. But I'm talking about really the personal development component of what it is that we as individuals are doing to become more attractive to other business people that want to get involved in the business. Now, I, I have to tell you, one size doesn't fit all. There's not going to be ever one person that means all things to all people. But if you become a magnet and you control what you think about and you control your subconscious, your opportunity for success skyrocketed big time, regardless of everything else around you. So the hardest work to do, believe me, is on you. The hardest work for me to do is the work I have to do on me. The prism which, with which I see the world through, expanding that prism, seeing things from many different directions, understanding the complexities, not being limited to my previous way of thinking, to be able to expand it, to understand more. That's what I'm continually working on, and I do it through my relationships. I do it through uh, the decisions that we can make together. I do it through the decisions that I have to make. We all have these decisions in our personal relationships. We have these decisions in our business. We have these decisions that we, that we deal with on a daily basis. And some days and sometimes it can be taxing. We understand that. But the most taxing thing that we can genuinely do is work on ourselves. Waking up, some of you wake up and you go out and you work out. Most people don't do that. <laughs> most people don't wake up and look at themselves in the mirror and say, okay, am I, have I become a more attractive person today in terms of my belief, in terms of how I uh, am speaking directly to people? Have I even taken the time, honestly, to work on my, my own, my, me? Have I even listened to, have I re ever recorded myself on a phone conversation or in a direct meeting? Have I ever asked anyone, hey, would you mind if I were, I'm trying to get better making sure that I'm improving, making sure I'm communicating everything as accurately and as articulately as I can. Would you mind if I uh, just put my phone down here and record, record our conversation? You'd be shocked and amazed if you haven't done this, how people will perceive you when you do that. They're not going to think you're weak. They're going to think, oh, you know, guess what? This person is really about this. They're really sincere about looking as to what they can do to be as sharp, and has improved and, 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 and harnessed their skills in the best way they can. And you'd be surprised, the right people, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person, the right people are going to love it no matter what. They're going to because they're going to want to become part of that same organ. If, if I were to get involved with anybody in my life and anything that I would do, it's going to be someone that's attracted to, to, to developing themselves in some way, form, or fashion, because I have more in common. I, I want to be in that environment and we, you know, we talk about it. I kid around all the time. Yeah, I can be out playing golf. Let me tell you something. I had a terrible day the other day. We were out playing golf. I could not believe. But I had other things on my mind. And golf is one of those things that requires tremendous concentration at the moment that you're playing it to be somewhat efficient, to be, you know, to do something consistently well. And by the way, you know, that's the same thing in life. 
everything that we do, we have to be present in the moment and we have to work on that and harness our skills to be as effective as we can. So when I say to people, take it upon yourself to record and listen to yourself in a meeting and ask yourself a very simple question at the conclusion. Would you, if you put yourself on the other side of the table listening to you, would you get involved with you? So at any time, any particular point in time, you want to ask yourself the right question, ask yourself that question. That has nothing to do with WBRX. It has nothing to do with our products. It has nothing to do with our comp plan. It has everything to do with the amount of success that you genuinely can have, but you're going to have to ask yourself the right questions before you can get the right answers. And the right question is, would somebody sitting down, listening to themselves, communicate information, whatever it is, conference call, three-way call, does it have to be perfect, succinct, and articulate? Absolutely not. Does it have to be filled with, with uh, absolute conviction and belief? Absolutely. Absolutely. If they hear that in you, you may not have all of the presenting skills, which, by the way, I think is, there's a lot. <laughs> Let me just tell you something, guys. There's a lot of people who I've known in the business and out that have phenomenal presentation skills, but they don't, they're just not really good communicators. Outside of presenting in front of a group, if you try to have a strong dialogue of communication, sometimes they're very ineffective. Becoming a good communicator is something that you can do openly, honestly, at any particular point in time, transparently, and it doesn't require presentation skills. Now, if you choose to, you can certainly uh, evolve and you can develop and harness a skill such that it becomes a presentation mode at the same time. You can speak to you know, 10 people, I believe, as effectively as you speak to one once you do it enough. And not everybody wants to do that, and that's perfectly fine. Some people would say, well, that's just not what I want to do, Barry. I don't want to go through the, the time, energy, and effort to become better and better and better at presenting. I just want to be in a position where I can you know, go out, talk to people, uh, you know, become a good promoter, of the events that we have, let the event do the work, let the presenters do the work. And there's, believe me, I've known some people in this industry, <clears throat> worked with a, with a, uh, a company, with, I had a gentleman who was earning 4 or $5 million a year, and all he was was an extremely effective uh, you know, promoter of events that they had. There's always going to be that. So it just, you just have to determine what you want to do to make you as effective as you can be. Present, I mean, uh, you know, promoting events still requires a lot of communication. It's just in, not the, in the presenting fashion. Communication is, yeah, I've known some phenomenal communicators, man, let me tell you, but they, were they good presenters? No. And I've known some people that were really good presenters, but they're freaking horrible communicators. Just terrible. You never, you know, and that's, you, you have to understand. So it's always about the things that you can do, that I can do to improve ourselves. That's where the work really is. And the other things about who we are as a company, our product, and, our, and believe me, that all has to continue to get better and better and better, no question. But the most important thing that we can do to become an organization that's doing millions of dollars of business on a monthly basis, you know, our, our first goal is to do, hit our first million-dollar month. We know that that's going to happen in 2022. It's going to probably be a combination of several of you one person will have 250,000 in their organization, another person 350, another person 50, another person, you know, uh, you know 150, and, and the sum total of all that, and then that will become duplicated in your organizations. 
so that you can, for those of you that are interested, there is, there is work involved, but if you're interested in that journey, I can show you how you can really fit together a plan of action to open enough markets, to have enough expanded growth so that you're generating over a million dollars a year of revenue. I can reverse engineer the math and show you exactly what's involved if you're interested. Now, I, as sure as I'm saying this right now, I know not everyone's interested. They're interested in earning the million dollars. They're not interested in the work required to make that happen. It's successfully as clues, guys. I didn't come up with all this. I have learned it and applied it. That's all I've done. And there's some people will only go so far in this journey. I've accepted that. Some people aren't ready for really what it takes, and you just have to realize that's just, that's just the nature of the deal. But it doesn't change the standard that we have subscribed to as a company and an organization because our goal is to help as many people. We've had over 500 people in our journey in this time that we've been involved in business, Karen and I, who have literally become millionaires and multimillionaires, some are multi-multimillionaires. That was because of decisions that they made. And we've had some people that have gone for a ways in the journey, and maybe they earned a million dollars over the course of the time they've been involved in the business, but never captured that annual seven-figure income. And there's reasons for that. Not their skill set or their talent. It had everything to do with their persistence and, and their, the amount of time and energy they were willing to put into not just developing themselves, but developing other people. Because that's where... That's where the, uh, the crown jewel is in this business. It's not how good you are. You've got to get good, but then you've got to help other people in that journey because you're not blessed, in my personal opinion, as, the, as, as ancient scripture says, we're not blessed to be blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing. And when you let the flow happen through you and you extend it to other people, it is life-changing. It is a life-changing experience. So, Guys, with that, I really do appreciate the time on the call. I promise to keep these things no longer than 45 minutes, and we're now at 914. Hey, have a phenomenal day. Be, please, uh, I will send a text out to the uh, board, executive board, and I'll let you guys know when Eventbrite uh, is up in, the, uh, up in the website, but I'm pushing to get that done ASAP. All right, so thank you for your patience. Appreciate you guys. Love you very much, and we're going to have a phenomenal meeting tomorrow. Got a bunch of stuff going on at the office today. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Have a, have a blessed day. Bye-bye.